You're listening to the Nick Smith Podcast. Connecting you to living truth. If you'd like to support our podcast, rate us on iTunes. Or join our inner circle through Patreon.com. And don't forget to share this on social media so that all of your friends and family can know what you're listening to. Hey, we are your hosts, Nick Smith. And Kylie Jo Smith. And as you can see, we have a little bit different setup. It's a little different. A lot of different. Uh-huh. Uh, we are, if you watched our last episode, we took a month off because we were moving and we now have moved. Moving has occurred. And here we are. And moved. <laughs> moved. New location. Same bat channel. Same mm-hmm. bat time. Same bats. <laughs> <laughs> still still kind of batty. Um, so, yeah. Hey. That's that. Yeah. And we are just going to go ahead and um, remind you that we have a coloring book out. Yep. It's right here. Well, that's the one that's not for resale. That's one of our proofs. But there's other ones you can find on Amazon. Yes. So, so you want to go ahead and that. order that on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Order it. And honestly, this is a great time to start pre-ordering for Christmas and birthdays. I know it's already the beginning of the year, but it's never too early because these things happen the same time every year. So you every might year. as well. Start ordering now if you or, have someone whose birthday or Easter. Great. Put them in Easter your Easter basket. baskets. Not for little kids though. Maybe a little snarky for baby kids. Middle school. Middle school, high, middle school, school, high school. Yeah. Yeah. Grown ups. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's there. Also, uh, please follow us on social media because we are actually gonna be sharing uh, some things that were only previously released to our inner circle uh, through Facebook and Instagram. So if you're not following us on those, you're gonna miss out. Yes. And speaking of inner circle, what's up, y'all? How you hey. doing? Um, so they got to see behind the scenes on our move. They got to kind of see our setup, um, and they get to experience life a little bit closer with us. So if you want to know more about that, uh, go to patreon.com slash Nick Smith podcast. Yes. And also, um, we are going to have some new announcements coming oh, yeah. for the inner circle only. So mm-hmm. while we're releasing content that has been exclusively inner circle, just for the next month, we'll release some content that we think is really fun, that's exciting, that you can watch and say like, oh man, that's what I've been missing out on in the inner circle. I want to be that's a part right. of that. But we will also be releasing to the inner circle some stuff that's only for them. So like that's you'll right. get a taste of some stuff. A little bit. But all the while there's still some stuff going on that you're not going to be able to you see. You won't get to taste. Unless you're in the inner circle. You won't get so. to taste or see. Just trust and know. But you will know the Lord is good. That the Lord is good. So let's get into this episode. I think this is going to be a good one. We've talked before about Black History Month. If you don't know, here in America, we celebrate Black History Month during the month of February. Yep. It's just kind of a thing. But. <laughs> Sorry, I had a little background beat making <laughs> over here. My bad. But the question that we've heard and a question that some of you may have, which is maybe why you're watching this, is or should Black History Month be important to the church? For the believer, is it important? Um, this is a question that may sound like duh to you um, on one side or the other, but hopefully just stick around. Let's dive into it a little bit. Yes. Um, first, like Black History Month, for those of you who don't know, though uh, I don't look it, uh, my, my background, my heritage, uh, my mom is black and Italian, and so uh, I was raised in black culture my whole life. And so uh, I feel like I have to prove that during Black History Month. I've got to be extra black on Black History Month just to like. How do you be extra black? Sorry. Yeah, it's, it's a thing. Just okay. know. Okay. Like I'm black every day, but Black History Month, I'm extra black. Oh, okay. So I'm, um, black, black. <laughs> I'm like for real black. Um, but no, so Black History Month is something that um, has kind of always been like a secular thing. I don't ever remember hearing Black History Month being discussed in the church growing up. Um, now, 
I didn't go to like Sunday school type, like little kid church, but even in like the main service, like I don't, I don't think I heard a sermon about the importance of ethnicity or the importance of um, black people to the church uh, until I was an adult. Like, I don't, I don't think I ever experienced that. I don't know. What was your experience? Yeah, I, I would, I would say it's the same. Like, I don't, I don't remember black history ever being a thing that was taught about except in school. And like, I remember, I think second grade was the first year that I really remember some of those lessons and like those, yeah. um, like books and songs that we would learn like, Oh, this is tied into black history. Um, but it, it also was not like in church because I, I grew up now you can tell I am black, but <laughs> Rub I, it in. but Rub I'm, it in a little bit. I'm Thank biracial. You. Unlike some people in the room, um, <laughs> I'm biracial. And so I have, um, German and Swedish on my mom's side, which is white. And then um, in case you don't know, um, European descent over there. And then on my dad's side, African and Native American. Mm-hmm. And I believe also some Indian, which is kind of cool. Um, so like there's a lot of things in there that like church wise, the way I was influenced was more white culture. And even just generally in my household is more white culture. And so talking about black history really was a seasonal thing. It was like, yeah, "Yeah, it's February. (laughs) We talk about Martin Luther King Jr. That is the only person we talk about during Harriet Tubman and Harriet Tubman. That's That's, it. That's it. That's the only people we talk about. That's the extent of black history. Most of the time. I mean, that's kind of what I thought until I was like maybe Frederick in Douglas. sixth grade. Freddie no, D. Even, even, yeah, Frederick Douglass, not until You didn't hear about Freddie D. Not until middle school. That's, that's my dude. So, yeah, yeah no, I, I think that, um, I don't know, I think we do a disservice um, in the vein of trying to be over-spiritual. Because the argument that I've heard, uh, even as an adult, even as a pastor, has been, um, well, you know, in the kingdom of God, like that stuff doesn't matter as much as like mm. the spiritual truths. Um, skin like the color doesn't matter. Yeah. Like the skin tone, like the, who cares where you're from? You know, we just, we all want to worship Jesus together. Um, as we sit around and sing Chris Tomlin. So it's like, so like there's still <laughs> don't hate on Chris Tomlin. Ain't nothing wrong with uh, Chris Tomlin. He uses but- some black people songs. So like, don't hate on him. <laughs> I'm not hating on the man. I'm just saying like we can in one, um, you know, growing up in evangelical kind of Western Christianity, we can in one sense say, um, you know what, let's not focus on culture. Let's not focus on skin tone or color, but yet everything about the culture of what, our church services mm-hmm. is very Anglo. It's very mm-hmm. um, almost like country, like CCM. Yeah. Let's be real. It's just kind of like country with the word Jesus thrown in yeah. every now and again. Yeah. yeah. Um, or, or on, on the other hand, like mm-hmm. I think more, more in recent years, mm-hmm. how can we say that race isn't important or culture isn't important while appropriating certain aspects Ooh, of black now, culture. Hold on now. They, we ain't ready for that one. I'm just saying. We ain't ready. Sorry, let's backtrack. We ain't ready um, for that one. <laughs> See, I don't have the desk in front of me, so I got all sorts of like mobility now. Now I can move. I'm exploring my Slow space. Down, Slow I'm exploring down. my space. Um, no, that's that's an interesting point because I think the the concept, even the concept of of whiteness and blackness is like, a, mm-hmm. it's a relatively new concept. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know some of you are like, what are you, people have always been these skin tones, like yes and no, like up to a certain point, people were identified by their kind of tribal, their um, cultural ancestry. Mm-hmm. Like you weren't considered 
like white wasn't a thing until like the 1600s. Mm. Like it was the 17th century after like there was already uh, what would become the United States, right? There was already a lot of people over here. Slavery already existed. Um, most of the world had been explored. People didn't consider like, oh, well, you're Irish and I'm German, but we're both white. Like, no, they're like, no, you're Irish and yeah. I'm German. Yeah. Like, that's what that's what it is. It wasn't until like around that time. I can't remember the exact time that this kind of dominant culture of whiteness that was like rooted in supremacy of like, hey, we have to band together as those who are white. And then looking at other cultures and just trying to kind of lumping them together. But before that. Like you were identified as like even reading scripture, like Roman, Scythian, Jew, mm -hmm. Greek um uh macedonian like you were yeah. identified by your kind of locality where you're from even the churches it's it's right Colossian, ephesian the church Corinthian. <laughs> that's right and so like this this concept of like culture in scripture is very prevalent but i think we we've gotten to a place in in churchism like in churchianity where we're not really honoring what god has already like excuse me, what God has created and what God has gifted the church. Yeah, that's good. Well, and looking at um, even that passage that references slave, Scythian, Greek, Jew, all of that, a lot of times when it comes to race and culture, we dismiss it because of that passage mm -hmm. where it's like, well, I mean, in Christ, there's none of that. Yeah. Like basically what he was saying is everybody's like me. And it's like, no, 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 that's not, that's not what the Bible is saying. The Bible is not saying we need to erase culture. Yeah. The Bible is saying we need to understand that there is unity, that, that our unity is in Christ first. Mm -hmm. And that like, we also need to understand that God gives us those identifiers. He, he yeah. obviously made the Jew and the Greek and the Scythian. Like he made all of those. And so how do we understand that we can coexist as people in those different cultures and races through Christ? Yeah, I think the the unity in diversity is different than um, like unity in, in, in diversity brings community mm. as opposed to um, this overwhelming uniformity. Yeah, like we yeah. don't have a uniformity Imagine. in Christ. Yeah, that's not that's not what he was saying. And I, I love the passage in um, in Revelation. Um, sorry, let me say it right. Revelations is. Uh, Relevations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> music. Um, no, in Revelation 7, I think it is. Uh, I wrote it down. What I put? I'll tell you. Hold on. Pastor. Hold on. Let's, let's scroll now. Y'all, just to Revelation be honest, seven. as a pastor, I'm not the best at addresses in the Bible. I'm not. Like, I know the book. I'm like, yeah, it's in Revelation. Kind of the beginning part. But you I know don't. what's crazy is Paul wouldn't have been either. Yeah, no, they didn't. when he wrote the letters. So you hear that? I'm just like Paul. When John That's the basically Rev what she's saying. John the Relevator. <laughs> Wrote this, he wasn't like, you know what? Hold John on, I gotta put this in verse nine. <laughs> this is, this put is this definitely a chapter seven thing. <laughs> um, no, so in in uh, <laughs> Revelation, I almost said it wrong. <laughs> in uh, <laughs> Revelation seven, uh, when it talks about the the image of heaven, right? John sees the hundred forty four thousand, and then beyond that, he sees a multitude that nobody can number of every tribe. Um, nation and tongue and so this this image of the world that has been redeemed is an image of diversity like Paul or not Paul sorry John isn't looking and saying like yeah there's 144,000 of the children of Israel and then there's a bunch of people they kind of all look alike and they're all saying the same thing <laughs> like he even delineates like they speak different languages yeah which shows like God honors 
ethnicity like god values that or you wouldn't have created it mm-hmm. like it wasn't invented by the devil to cause division yeah like it was invented by god the mark of cain was not <laughs> was not dark black skin. skin that wasn't mm-mm. whoever mm-hmm. told you that called a mama gonna, that wasn't the truth confront that myth yes um well and i think something that is so cool about black history like we celebrate it in america it's it has a certain context because mm-hmm. of black american culture Mm -hmm. um but really black history is world history it is like i remember hearing people say that like black history is world history man and i was like what what does that even mean like what do you mean by that but the continent of africa because let's not forget it is an entire continent not a country not a country has within it millions of cultures like we're talking tribes languages yeah religions like all of these things and that's where black people in America came from. Yeah. Like, so we need to understand it's not just um, looking at slavery and then. While that Come is on. like there, there's a lot of value to that because we have to know where we started to know where we still have yet to go. Mm-hmm. But before we were slaves, we had entire nations and kingdoms. Yeah, there was and, a whole cultural yes. diversity before that. Yeah. Yes, black history is world history, but it's also biblical history. Mm. Uh, we were explaining to our kids how uh, important the continent of Africa and, <clears throat> excuse me, the culture of of all of those nations were to the the development and the maintaining of scripture. So um, I think we forget that Egypt is part of Africa. Yeah. Um. So much <laughs> so that they've even separated the study of Egypt as its own yes, thing. Yes. It's Egyptology, right? Uh-huh. But Egypt is a part of Africa, and so um. A lot of the church fathers were from Northern Africa. Some were even from a further South that have lived in these kind of cultural Meccas. Um, that's kind of weird. It's not cultural Mecca because Mecca was actually Islam. But anyway, <laughs> these cultural centers, these cultural yeah. metropolises that were centered on education and these people that came from all over the place. There are so many people, even St. Nicholas, um, who was, um, his, his parents lived in uh, Turkey. Like they were darker skinned people. Mm-hmm. They weren't, they weren't white right. um, as we understand whiteness. And so as, as a believer, I think the way we need to, to address Black History Month is not as, like you said, like, oh, well, you know, black people that are here, they were slaves at one point and now they're not. Look how awesome that is. And it's because Christians set them free like Martin Luther King. Um, like that, that's, that's way overgeneralized. I think we have to understand the impact that Africans and African-Americans have made to the faith mm-hmm. like there are a lot of uh black scholars and preachers and uh if it wasn't for the birth of the black church like there would be a lot of um culture and history that would have been lost yeah that well, we as believers wouldn't wouldn't have connection with yeah and like honestly i i love reading about the ethiopian church yes and like i mean and you can read about it too in the bible um <laughs> but like i love like remembering and and being continually strengthened and encouraged that there are ancient churches and ancient traditions in our faith that that stem from that place like not just in history but that actual geographical place and that cultural paradigm and like um we've heard people say it and we we have friends who like traveled um overseas that say like oh man christianity over there is so different than it is here and even christianity in the global south Mm -hmm. um, especially is so different than what we understand it here in america and i think 
the idea of like, oh, you, you give people an entire month to celebrate like this massive culture that has impacted so much of your economy mm-hmm. and your socialization yeah. and your, um, your culture. Why only one month I think would probably be like, that's how <laughs> I view it is like, well, we only get one month. That's, it's great, but it's one month, it's 28 days, maybe 29 every four Depending years. Every four years um, we get an extra black history day. Right. But I think for Christians, like in, in this culture, yeah. answering the question, Hey, should this matter to me and why? Um, I think the, as you said, the duh is like, yeah, it should. But the reason why is because it's not just about um, the 400 or so years of slavery, um, depending yeah. on who you ask, and how um, white Americans helped to change that. I mean, yeah. you need to under- we need to understand as, as believers, like, um, why slavery was not okay. Mm-hmm. And why it attacked the Imago Day. That's right. And why that should cause us heartache and maybe some remorse and and maybe there should be a little bit of guilt of like wow I can't believe that the church like that that I'm a part of the American Christian body at some point there were massive amounts of people who thought this was okay yeah I can't believe that I should mourn that and grieve that um as a sin Mm -hmm. but I also should celebrate um the richness of black culture and African culture Mm -hmm. and and not just that at one time in history it was this way but that even today, yeah. there are nations in Africa that are thriving and that are amazing and that still impact and influence us here. Yeah, that's good. I, I'm, I'm, I love that you brought up the Imago Dei, and I think that's kind of where I'm going to land on it. I think as a, as a Christian, even going back to rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn, we have, to, we have, an, we have a responsibility mm. um, to honor the image of God present in others. And in respecting culture and respecting language and respecting art and respecting those things as unique and God-given and God-inspired in somebody else's life, we're honoring um, the unity and diversity that God has created in this world that is not uniformity. And I think that um, what we've been affected by, the thought that says, should this, should honoring this quote-unquote worldly idea matter to me? Um, truly comes from a colonialization mindset. Mm, yeah, yeah. And, and um, what happened during colonialization is that um, people brought their idea of what culture was and then they tacked Jesus onto it. And they're like, yes, this is the Christian culture. Um, when really other cultures just needed the Jesus part. They didn't need mm-hmm. the culture. Yeah, so in order to be a, a Christian, you must wear pants mm, come if on. you're a man and you must wear a skirt. It goes down to your ankles if you're a girl. Those kinds of ideas. And even, and today we still do it. Yeah, we do. You know, if you're a man, you have to do this type of thing. And you have to mm-hmm. dress this kind of way and talk this kind of way and treat your woman this kind of way. And if you're a woman, you can only do these things and you're only allowed this much and you only have this much freedom. And that's how you be Christian. Yeah. Whereas in reality, it's as a Christian, this is, this is where your freedom is. This is where your responsibility is. And those other cultural things will fall into that yeah there all of those things um there's room for diversity there's room for a difference in uh division of labor in the household mm-hmm. there's room for a diversity in how children are raised yeah um there's not room for any other gods but jesus right. like there's not room for that <laughs> and so i think um to to bring it to this image or sorry and back to the point of the imago dei is we have to honor the image of god present 
in our brothers and sisters, whatever mm-hmm. your nationality. So during uh, Hispanic Heritage Month, during um, Pacific Islander Heritage Month, like whatever is going on, I think it's it's good for the church to address those things and not in a, oh, hey, uh, we're not we're not mean. Good job, guys. But in a way that says, I see God working through your struggle and through your culture. And I see the contributions that those who represent your culture have made to the faith that I share. Mm-hmm. And I think those are, are powerful moments yeah. that the church can step in and build bridges. Yeah. And I think recognizing and honoring black history month for the church or for your individual congregation doesn't mean trying to get more black people in your church pews. Mm. Because I'll be 100% honest, I respect a church more for acknowledging like, yeah, we don't really have a lot of families that are people of color. We don't, we just, we, we don't really engage with a lot of people. There aren't a lot of people in our neighborhood. There aren't, like, I respect a church more for acknowledging that mm-hmm. than fishing for congregants and for striving to get people to come in to create an image um, that hopefully will become an atmosphere. Come on. Um, I think there's power in acknowledging where you fall short in having diversity and saying, you know what? I, and it doesn't start with just getting people in the building. I think that, and we'll talk about that in, in other episodes. Yes. How do you actually engage in relationship with people when you recognize as a, as a white person, I don't actually have any black people that I know. And I don't even know who I would ask this question to. Um, that's not a point of shame. Mm-mm. It's an area to grow in. And so yeah. I think that that's, that's a good place to land is yeah, like definitely. as the church, yes, it should matter. It should. Um, because the Imago Dei um, that, that God like, gave each of us um, in our cultural diversity, our racial diversity, it, it matters to him or he, he wouldn't have given those things to us. Oh, amen. Amen. Well, um, we just thank you for listening. And um, we just hope that if this like impacted you in any way, uh, comment, share, let somebody know about the Nick Smith podcast. Yeah. Uh, this has been the Nick Smith, po- Nick Smith podcast. Woo. It's been a while since it's been a that. minute. It's been the Nick Smith podcast. We hope this episode has connected you to living truth. Be, Be blessed. blessed. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Nick Smith Podcast. We are so glad that you joined us, and we hope that you'll consider subscribing so that you can tune in each week. Don't forget to rate and share this podcast. And if you haven't already, follow us on social media. If you want to be a part of our family's mission to entertain, educate, and empower others, please consider becoming one of our Patreon supporters. Exclusive Nick Smith merchandise is available to you through our online store at www.nicksmithpodcast.com.